What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. We are certainly in the middle of the week. It's hump day, and I hope that you guys are feeling good and ready to make it through another day so we can get to the weekend. As always, thank you so much for your continued support for what we do here on The Faction, Every single day you guys are rocking with us and we absolutely appreciate that. Big shouts to those who are joining us by way of social media. If you're not doing that, hit the follow button right now at The Faction Show. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then of course, if you're listening to us, which I trust that you are, thank you so much for your continued support in that regard as well. You can subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us by clicking that subscribe button. And do me a favor, go ahead and rate and leave a comment for us as well. It lets everybody else know what you think of the faction and allows us to get in front of additional eyes with that said lots of wrestling to cover so let's kick it off of course looking at monday night raw and the ratings for monday night raw congratulations to raw as this week they drew in 1.872 million viewers on the usa network which is up from last week's 1.774 million viewers so they gained nearly a hundred thousand viewers week over week that's a a really good scenario for Monday Night Raw. Now, they gained viewers from hour one to hour two. They gained nearly 100,000 viewers between hour one and hour two. But then between hour two and hour three, they lost over 230,000 viewers. So that's a pretty big loss. But again, we maintain the difficulty it is to capture people's attentions for a three-hour show. And that's just a challenge for Monday Night Raw. But congratulations again. An uptick in ratings is always a good thing. And there's a lot of news coming out of Raw. Perhaps the biggest piece of news is the return of Eva Marie. Who saw that coming? Now, there had been rumors that Eva Marie was training and that she'd be on her way back to the WWE. But of course, rumors being what they are, sometimes you can believe them, sometimes you can't. This time around, she's back. I've heard and I've actually seen some training videos on her that she's much, much better in the ring than she once was. The question is, what is there left for her to do? Now, the answer is plenty. But are you interested in seeing the return of Eva Marie? Let us know that right now on social media at The Faction Show. Do you want to see the return of Eva Marie to WWE? It is happening. So it's going to be interesting. And I'm even more interested to see how she performs without live fans right now. Because of course, that has really changed the paradigm uh, for a lot of the WWE superstars. It'll be interesting to see how that works for Eva Marie. But Eva Marie is back. We'll be looking forward to seeing whenever her first match is. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Personally, I wasn't waiting for Eva Marie. I wasn't thinking about Eva Marie. Her first run wasn't impressive at all, but a lot can change, right? So we'll be interested to see what that looks like again happening soon at some point in the WWE. With the WWE in conversation, you've got SmackDown coming up this Friday, which is going to be a throwback SmackDown. And from what I'm hearing, the locker room found out when we found out last Friday by way of a commercial. 
So it'll be interesting to see what plans are in place. I personally want to see the big fist return on the SmackDown stage. That would really be the true test of us going old school with SmackDown. So we'll take a look at that. That's on Friday, but there's a lot of stuff to cover between now and then, including NXT last night, which was a big, big show. I got to tell you, as we've wondered how the now defunct Wednesday Night War would impact both brands, I think the answer is kind of obvious. Both of them are now really focusing solely on their product and they're producing some great, great things. We saw a crazy Falls Count Anywhere match last night to kick off the show between Leon Ruff and Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott. And I gotta tell you, it was a great match. Obviously the best showing we've seen for Leon Ruff. I'll also say this, I was excited about it, thinking about Swerve's lucha days when he was kill shot and some of the absolutely brutal matches that he had there. I think this definitely lived up to it, gave us a lot of things, introduced us to some new folks as well, including AJ, who has been starring on the WWE's Lost or Most Wanted Treasure show on A&E, so I think that's just awesome to see how that's happening and now it looks like swerve has a crew with him side note i just couldn't help but notice the young lady with swerve whose name i don't know i do believe she's a former basketball player but it was giving me jade cargill vibes right so i'm wondering like is this their answer to jade i'm sure we'll be finding that out in a few weeks but congratulations to swerve and it was bookended by the NXT women's tag team title match it was a barn burner a crazy street fight that sees new tag team champions the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell are finally your NXT women's tag team champions in a thrilling match but it does leave me asking a question we have seen the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships change three times since their inception and it's only been around for about two to three months. So I wonder what statement is that making about the NXT women's tag team division? Is it saying that it's so strong that nobody can hold on to the titles for a while? Or is it saying that we're yet to find our footing with this NXT Women's Tag Team Championships? So I think that something has to be done. We need some long reigning champions. I don't know if the way will be the ones, but congratulations again to them. It'll be interesting to see how all of this goes. I like the team of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and I hope they get a rematch. Perhaps that's a takeover match. I don't know, but we're getting takeover vibes for sure happening from NXT as next week there are three championship matches that are going to be happening. We've got a tag team title match that's supposed to happen, a cruiserweight title match, and a women's title match. So it's going to be a stacked card for NXT next Tuesday, and I'm sure you guys will be checking that out. Attention wrestling fans, Southern Honor Wrestling returns to the Action Building Friday, May 7th for SHW 27. Witness SHW's first ever Bunkhouse Brawl match as the team of fear takes on David Ali and Austin Towers. The real mean girl, Danny Jordan, makes her long-awaited return to action as she faces off against Catalina Perez. Owen Knight looks for payback as he takes on the outlandish Zicky Dice. Lethal Poison defend their tag team titles against the winner of Technical Excellence versus the Honor Society. Also in action, AC Mack, Ashton Starr, Ben Buchanan, and a 
a battle between two horses as William Huckabee and Cyrus the Destroyer finally meet one-on-one. Tickets on sale the night of the show starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. You don't want to miss this show. SHW, this is our wrestling. A couple of other pieces of news for you. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, some pretty big news coming out of there. Uh, they are in the midst of their Wrestling Dontaku Day 2 event, which was yesterday. And it has been announced that two of their superstars have tested positive for COVID-19. It caused them to shift their card around in a significant way, removing the two wrestlers and those who have come in contact with them, which apparently was a lot of folks. So this is the first time we've seen seen coming out of New Japan, this type of thing happening. They have taken all sorts of precautions, as we well know. They had canceled a few shows already in anticipation of two big events happening later this month. So this is intriguing news, and it'll be interesting to see how this impacts the rest of New Japan Pro Wrestling. They have not announced who the two wrestlers are. And so I don't want to speculate as to who they are, but looking at the changes that were made to the card, it also makes it hard to figure out because they also removed the people that they were in close contact with. So I can say this. There was a match that was supposed to happen between Kazuchika Okada and Sho against Minoru Suzuki and Kanemaru. That match was replaced with none of those four men in the match. With that said, none of the four men ended up on the card as well. So in a case where in the fourth match, it was Master Wato, uh, Taguchi, Tenzan, Toriyano, and Tanahashi against Dick Togo, Taji Ishimori, Takahashi Evil, and Jay White. That match got changed to Taguchi, Yano, and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Togo, Evil, and Jay White. So a 10-man match became a 6-man match. Master Wado, who was supposed to be in that match, ended up in the second match, so he's okay. Tenzan, who was also supposed to be in that match, ended up in the second match as well as did Ishimori and Takahashi. So they basically split up the 10-man tag match to end up as a six-man tag match and then a regular tag team match. So with that said, if you look at that, you could wonder, okay, well, Okada, Sho, Suzuki, Kanemaru, and then there was a match that was supposed to be between El Desperado and Yo. That match was completely removed from the card. So we've just identified six superstars, Kazuchika Okada, Sho, Yo, El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Kanemaru. Of those six, two of them tested positive for COVID-19. The others were in close contact with them. That's major. I don't want to create a rumor here, but this is interesting. Okada somehow impacted Suzuki, Kanemaru, Shoenyo, El Desperado. So those are the six wrestlers who were replaced on this card. Again, two of them tested positive for COVID-19. The others were in close contact. Our thoughts and prayers are going out to all of them, as certainly COVID-19 is not a joke. It is still having an impact on 
all around the world and we're certainly seeing that in the world of pro wrestling so shout out to new japan pro wrestling for their transparency for their willingness to change things on the fly certainly we've seen that happen both in wwe and aew but this is definitely big news for new japan pro wrestling congratulations to the rock who last night saw the season finale of season one of young rock and we do have great news that young rock has been renewed for season two that's huge the brand new comedy which debuted in february is the number two new comedy of the season in the 18 to 49 demographic and the pilot episode has been seen get this by 13.4 million viewers it is also the top comedy debut across digital platforms on record through 60 days with 3.6 million digital views this is a big deal folks because again as we start having conversations about who's the most successful wrestler in pro wrestling you could look at a number of different factors certainly you could look at in-ring prowess etc but if you're talking about global impact the rock is still having that kind of global impact and that is a major major situation so congratulations to the rock young rock is coming back for season two and uh, that's a really big deal. You know, there's not been a wrestler who's had a scenario like this where they have launched their own comedy series on a major network. Now, you could make the argument about The Big Show, who last year had his show on Netflix, but that only lasted for one season. So The Rock being on a major television network such as NBC, getting this show renewed, Kudos to The Rock, congratulations, and certainly we'll be tuned in for that. Before we get out of here, tonight's going to be a big night. AEW presents Blood and Guts, live from Jacksonville at Daly's Place. Five big matches scheduled to happen, including a four-way tag match for a future AEW World Tag Team title shot, and that will feature SoCal Uncensored, Jurassic Express, the Varsity Blondes, and the Acclaimed, all battling in a four-way match. Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa will battle John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Britt Baker will be on the card. Cody Rhodes takes on QT Marshall. And in the main event, it's the inner circle taking on the pinnacle in blood and guts. So that should be epic. It's going down again tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on TNT. One thing before we go, and this is very interesting to me. Lots of questions about Daniel Bryan, right? Would Daniel Bryan show up on Raw? Will Daniel Bryan show up on NXT now that he has been banished from SmackDown? Well, the word on the street, and this is quite the word, is that Daniel Bryan's contract actually expired. We thought it was supposed to expire in September, but the word on the street is it's actually expired. If that's the case, Daniel Bryan's a free agent. If Daniel Bryan's a free agent, we don't have to worry about him wrestling for other promotions and the WWE simultaneously. As now, could the bidding war begin for AEW, for New Japan, for Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor? Where will Daniel Bryan end up? This is potential to be one of the biggest stories of 2021. I don't think any of us expected in 2021 to hear Daniel Bryan leaving WWE, but if his contract is up, 
I can't imagine him re-signing unless something pretty major is happening. Now, the rumors were out there that, well, it's not really a rumor. Daniel Bryan said that WrestleMania felt off to him, that he just did not connect, and that was an unusual moment for him. He's expressed interest in wrestling for other organizations. He also, I'm sure, wants to have a lighter schedule because he wants to spend time with his family at this stage of his career. So this creates an interesting scenario for him. Does he end up in New Japan Pro Wrestling where he could do some things with New Japan's U.S. contingency? He may take some trips over to Japan. I'm sure he wouldn't mind that. Could AEW be calling? Can you imagine a Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson in AEW? Him and Kenny Omega. Good Lord. The potential is crazy. How about him and Penta El Cerro Miedo or him and Phoenix or him and Cody or him and John Moxley? Like the possibilities are endless. So we'll be watching what's going to happen with Daniel Bryan now that he is seemingly a free agent. It's not a work family. It's a real deal. So this is going to be interesting stuff. So with all of that said, AEW Blood and Guts happening tonight. Of course, we'll be keeping you posted on ratings and the like. And we have a new episode of The Faction Hot Take getting ready to drop. So be on the lookout for that. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. With that said, we'd love to hear from you by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. And if you're not busy and going to be in the Atlanta area this Friday night, SHW27 is going down as Southern Honor Wrestling presents an incredible card headlined by our first ever bunkhouse brawl match between the champion David Ali and Austin Towers as they battle the team of Fear, Sunny Days, and Logan Creed. That's going down this Friday night at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. So hopefully you'll make your way there. I'd love to see you guys. I'd love to chat with you and uh, have an amazing time. Until next time, family, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day.